Welcome to Life Love. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Heather Dondas. Heather, are you ready to do this? I am. Thanks. All right, let's go. Heather is the VP and Director of Thought Leadership with Harbor Capital Advisors, an organization helping their clients achieve investment objectives through active, cost-aware investing. Heather, excited to have you on. Tell us a little about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure thing. Uh, Heather Dondas. Uh, I'm located in the Boston area. I work for Harbor Capital Advisors. Uh, I've been with Harbor for about three and a half years now. They're actually headquartered out in Chicago, but like many uh, great places to work these days, they're sprinkled throughout the United States and uh, we've got people all over. Um, a little bit about me. I've, I'm, I'm actually a, a Bostonian and Massachusetts person uh, for a very long time, but I took a, a not so short stint in Baltimore, Maryland, where I, I worked there for about 15 years at a great company and met some amazing people there. And uh, Harbor brought me back to Boston. So it was like a, a, a return trip. Uh, so love the New England area and including the New England sports and everything that comes with it. Uh, have family here, have family uh, throughout, one in college, a nephew in college in uh, Kansas, and of course, uh, some family actually out in South Korea right now, living their best lives working abroad. So um, yeah, it's a little bit about me. That's awesome. And Harbor Capital, um, in the world of investing, how is it's it's it? I feel like it's probably always a dynamic time in the world of investing. There's always something going on that touches some aspect of 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 your work. But how is how how is everything going? How is everything going? Everything is going well. Um, you know, we're we're pretty delighted to do what we do at Harbor, and um, I think in any in anyone's job, you should be delighted to do what you do, right? So whether that's uh, like me in a marketing position at a firm like Harbor, or whether it's, you know, someone in the investment team or working with our clients. I mean, that's that's a privilege. And when you're in financial services, when you're in a lot of jobs, right, it should be a privilege to do what you do. And that's definitely how I feel and how my colleagues feel. Um, investments can be, uh, you know, tricky. <laughs> uh, they're complicated. It's only getting more complex given our market environment and what's happening around us. And it's very important to really siphon and get the signal to noise ratio down, right? A stronger signal, less noise. Um, and the noise isn't even, well, in some cases, it probably is intentional noise, but in a lot of cases, it's it's unintentional, right? You're trying to make sense of what's happening. Oh, high inflation or, oh, a lot of, you know, turmoil, unfortunately, unrest uh, geopolitically. And it's important to say, well, what does that mean for me? I still have goals, right? I have, you know, if you have children, you want to put through college or retirement that you're saving for, or, you know, elder care that you have to keep in mind, whatever it may be, these things aren't going away. And these things are, are still things that you have to do. So what I like to think about is what we are doing is not only planning for today, but also tomorrow with some of the types of investments and managers we work with that we find, but also telling these stories about why we're, you know, building what we're building and how that should or hopefully impacts, you know, what you're still trying to do, save for college, save for retirement, build a, a longer lasting and hopefully, um, you know, positive portfolio for your, for your long-term goals. 
I like it. I like that uh, we want a strong single signal with less noise. And, you know, as somebody who's been working in the somewhat the world of investments for 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 my career, I've seen it change so much. You know, we had just the the advent of being able to go online and buy our own stocks and bonds. And that was exciting. And then exchange traded funds came in and then it was robo advisors. So there's always different iterations. And now we have artificial intelligence coming in, which is without question going to have some kind of an impact on the world of investing. And then there was this raging conversation about active versus passive investing. Um, But it strikes me that the best way is always going to be a human being working with technology to help people to kind of cut through everything to meet yes. their goals and objectives, which is sort of what you were talking about. hundred percent. And, and these things, a lot of the, of what you outlined should augment those efforts, right? They shouldn't curtail them. So that human is always involved and that human hopefully is helping you strengthen signal to noise versus adding to it. So we shouldn't flee AI. In fact, we should embrace it and what it can help us do. Um, We're a firm that's grounded, rooted in due diligence, whether that's due diligence around the managers we work with, the people that are working for us, with us, the whole nine. And if you're grounded in due diligence, then all the other things you just talked about should be part of Good due diligence. You would do due diligence on what supermarket you're going to go shop in, right? Mm-hmm. Like wh- what's convenient, what gets the best prices, what, you know, a lot of those different factors that you would look at and evaluate. Well, any company you work with or people you work with should be doing the same thing. And that's a very common attribute um, that is pervasive throughout our, our firm, that and intellectual curiosity. So again, you're not going to hide your head under the sand and say, oh, AI, you know, it's a it's a fad or it doesn't help. It's just someone else trying to make money or whatever. Well, maybe they are trying to make money, but maybe it will help us do better due diligence, for example. So why should we, mm-hmm. you know, we should still do due diligence on it, you know, but we shouldn't um, flee it because it's new. Yeah, it strikes me you want to make a wise decision about any changes that 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 are going right. on because you don't want to get left behind, but you also don't want to be jumping on every trend that comes up. So making right. good due diligence and making good wise decisions, that's really what what we all want. That's what you're talking about is I want to make sure that I'm making a good decision with my money because all this stuff that I read about that's constantly coming my way is very unnerving and can cause anxiety and stress. And oh my goodness. Exactly. Exactly. And I would say, you know, uh, one thing we're not afraid to do is probe deeper and and ask questions. Uh, We should ask questions. (laughs) You know, I do it. If there's something going on, even at our firm and I'm like, well, I'm less familiar with that, or I'm, I haven't heard that term before or whatnot. I mean, you're never going to learn by, you know, not asking those questions. So I think at any age, at any point in your career, um, it's good to be inquisitive, right? And otherwise you might give off a vibe or a signal that that isn't necessarily what you want to, and certainly not in the best interest of, of your clients or the folks that are taking a look at you to work with you and whatnot, so. How does a firm like Harbor Capital, how do you decide what kinds of, of money that you're going to invest or what kind of products that you're going to create? Mm-hmm. A big part of 
you know, whatever we're going to invest in. And, and again, a little bit about Harbor's structure, just so so you and, and, and your listeners know, we are working and evaluating managers who are doing then the day-to-day operations um, of, of the actual investing. Um, so we're doing that due diligence, as I shared, and we're doing all the marketing and distribution and working with our clients and whatnot about the types of investments that uh, that we offer that we feel like would make sense for them, or if it's an advisor for their book of business. And what goes into it is not only, I mean, the, the first answer I think that everyone should say, and if they're not, they have to take a look at why they're doing what they're doing is listening to their clients and listening and evaluating the needs of the marketplace. So if you're not listening to what they need or what they don't know that they yet need, (laughs) you know, for other reasons, they may come to you, then, you know, you have to take a a look inward and say, are we, are we in this business for for the right reasons? Um, There's a lot of ways to make money to, to profit. And of course, you know, that's, part of, of why folks do what they do. But if that's the only reason that you're doing what you're doing, then you're likely not going to be successful. Um, that That is my opinion <laughs> and nothing more there, but um, we have to listen to our clients. So a lot of what we're building today is grounded in what we've built for, frankly, over 35, 40 years. It's just next leveling or leveling up, if you will. So you've got... Um, these increasingly complex needs, quite frankly, that hasn't changed. It's only just amped up in terms of complexity. There's different types of investing. There's there's just the same thing that, you know, the same things and the same attributes, tried and trues, they exist in the investing landscape. However, if you're still going to market the same way you were going to market 20, 25, even 15 years ago, you probably have to take a look at that because it's just we're not in that same market and we're not dealing with the same types of clients that are in that same market. There's a new next generation of investing and they are just not investing like our parents, their parents ahead of them. And it's I guess what I mostly enjoy about what we are doing is evolving. We're evolving not only the types of products, but the way we're going to market to be more in line with that next generation current and next. So I think you just have to be open to thinking differently, acting differently, but not veering from what has brought you and your clients, you know, uh, success in the past, if that makes sense. (laughs) It certainly does, making sure that you're staying true to your core principles and values, but you're able to be flexible and change some strategies and certainly some of the tactics. So so mm-hmm. Harbor covers the majority of asset classes that that that, that are out there. We do, and and uh, part of our evolution has been looking at again what's what's going to serve us well over the next ten years, the next fifteen years, the next twenty years, um, and some of that's been some thematic investing. So we've been looking a little bit at commodities more, and you know the energy transition challenge, for example, and and thinking about how can we offer something or serve something up in a way that is palatable um, and addresses this need and knowing full well that, you know, in the past commodities, it hasn't been a great environment for them. Right. But we feel uh, the environment is changing, continues to change and and will serve folks well in the past. So, you know, you've got to be well, that's grounded in research. (laughs) It's grounded in due diligence. That said, it's going to be up to those who we are serving to decide if they feel like that's right. Uh, for them as they build 
you know, and construct portfolios. And the same with the tried and trues, you know, large cap growth. It's still always a place that's been under fire a little bit, just given the environment, but it's still a compelling part of anyone's portfolio, for example. Yeah, it's fascinating. It strikes me that, uh, and this is, I could be totally wrong, and people can tell me that I'm wrong. That's absolutely fine. That when you talk about a large cap growth, I don't want to say that that's an easier way to invest, but I think it's it's more straightforward versus when you're looking at commodities and emerging yeah. markets, things like that. Like we really need to have somebody who knows what they're doing to dig in and do that due diligence and try to find some wisdom and come up with exactly. a path for how to actually invest. And so, to your point, George, it's a it's a really great point. I used to take a, a series. I do them now on demand sometimes, and I've changed up my workouts. It happens as you get older, as you know, um, <laughs> or you've heard from friends. Uh, but sometimes I, I used to do a, a lot of group fitness classes, um, and it was a, a particular company, and they offered like all these different types of classes, anything from your most like sports athletic to basic weight training, you know, just things. And it was so interesting because we said, oh, the the strength class, the weight training, it, it, that was always the most crowded. And it's very clear it was the most crowded because, quite frankly, it was the less intimidating for people mm-hmm. to get into. Now, some people who had been doing it for years and years, they're putting a bar on their back with a huge amount of weight and they're squatting these huge, you know, a lot of reps, a lot of weight. And some were just doing it their own body weight. Right. And just getting in there and getting comfortable with the fact that they're in front of 50 people they're doing. So to me, that's like your large cap growth. Like you just want to get in. You want to start. Then maybe after six months. Right. You'll take the. The more, you know, uh, you're doing uh, lunges and, you know, uh, jumping more up advanced jumps and crazy jumping jacks and athletic moves and you just get more comfortable. But also like any cycle exercise investing, you have to listen to your your body. Right. That's your that's your comfort level. Right. So some of that's your risk tolerance. Right. And investing there's just or as you get older, you can't do those tuck jumps anymore because maybe your arthritis kicks in, hypothetically speaking. No, Uh, but I just you know, you're getting you have to listen to your body, you have to listen to your tolerance. But the fact is, there's always good workouts for no matter what age or comfort level you're at. There's something to at least stay active. And we embrace a similar philosophy at Harbor, where are actually that's part of our our uh, tagline is time to get active because <laughs> we do endorse active management. We are strong believers of not all active management, but certainly our active management and that which we bring to the marketplace, good active managers. So I think there's a lot of similarities with that and, you know, your own exercising program, you know, and just staying fit, staying in the game. Uh, we feel that's important. Yeah. I think that that's a, a great a great analogy. What does cost aware investing mean? Well, it's it's like a it's similar to what I said before. <clears throat> you know, you, we we there's a lot of good investment managers out there, and you know, if you're doing your due diligence, right, you're going to see you should feel for you, you should pay for what you feel is uh, you know appropriate investing, and so we tend to offer institutional quality portfolios at what we believe is a fairly competitive price. So that's cost aware investing. <laughs> you know, you should be aware of what you're paying for and uh, you should feel like it's it's fair. It's comparable to the value that you believe you're receiving. Yeah, that's cost is what you pay, value is what you get. And, you know, what 
100% what's annoyed me over the course of my career is a lack of transparency. And That's exactly right. I think that there's a lot of folks that were very frustrated by the realization that I'm paying how much for this. That's so, right. so important to be upfront about that. And we are um, big believers in, in transparency. Um, and I think that's been also a shift in or a, a shift we're undergoing right now, frankly, especially with the advent of ETFs really coming on the scene and fully transparent, in many cases, active ETFs. That's what we've offered. We've um, rolled out several of these um, in just 12 to 15 months over, uh, you know, 10, 12 ETFs that we brought to the marketplace, all falling in that that vein. And it's important, right? I mean, you've heard folks say like, oh, that's our intellectual capital. You know, we can't share it. And I think some that are unwilling to frankly share that uh, or, or be that lack of transparency, um, I, th- I think, you know, they may they may be left behind in the grand scheme of things because it's just what is expected now. Um, There's folks out there who say that their fees are intellectual capital and they don't share it. <laughs> Not their fees. I don't want to be clear. Oh, okay. I want to be clear here. It's just in terms of active. It's it's what the the investment composition. Got and it. So let's oh. say if you can see through, you know, then you're 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 taking our intellectual capital, oh. taking, but you're have access to it, and they're not comfortable with that, right? So here yeah. it gets back to the fitness thing, right? Like you've you've got to be comfortable with walking into a class, being in front of other people, picking up your weights, doing whatever you're going to do, and some people say, you know what, I'll I'll do that in my in my basement. That's fine, you know, I'll still do it, but I'm not quite ready. We're ready to walk into the class. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's an absolute Monday morning quarterbacking right there. If you think. <laughs> Just because you saw Tom Brady make the decisions he made during the game does not mean that you'll be able to replicate that in your that's next exactly. game. There's a that's lot more exactly. that goes into yes. uh, making investment decisions than knowing what somebody did in the past. So <laughs> I'm probably a lack of a consensus here as a New Englander, but I, I still adore him. <laughs> oh come on! Everybody in New England had it would really it'd be a wise exactly. decision. Don't don't they let don't. me tell anybody that they should do something, but you really should be a Tom Brady exactly. fan forever. For goodness' yeah, sake, I know. I know. Twenty years of greatness—you can't really complain. Yeah, come on. <laughs> well, Heather, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and Harbor Capital sure. and its professional advisors and and investors who should connect? Sure. Um, HarborCapital.com. That's the easiest way. And you get there, there's 800 numbers and things like that, but that's the best way. HarborCapital.com. And I'm on LinkedIn, Heather Dondas. Would love to connect with folks and uh, certainly answer any questions you may have or just talk shop. That's what we're doing. (laughs) Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Heather your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to HarborCapital.com and check out everything that they are working on and see if there's an opportunity to do some work together. Thanks again, Heather. Thank you. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.